Hello everyone, this is uh, Commander Drake, aka Rizwan, here today with uh, Agent Hikari, also known as Kara, and um, we're going to try something new today. We're going to be doing a, a series of videos, well, video vlogs, I guess you can say, on uh, one or two animes every season as they come out uh, in Japan. Um, title of this uh, series will be called Animated Classified, and um, basically Kara and I have talked already, and we're considering, and we're going to go ahead and do the uh, Sword Art Online Season 2 uh, video uh, anime for our first uh, pilot episode. And um, I think before we get into this, Kara, do you want to say any words, or do you want to like, jump right on in? Um, well, hi everybody, I'm Kara, and I'm super excited to do this because I love talking about anime. So, let's get started and introduce our, we'll introduce our thoughts on Season 1 before jumping into Season 2. Alright, um, Sword Art Online is an anime based in a of bit, bit more futuristic world that we live in. Maybe like five, six years from now. I don't know the exact year that it begins. I think it's 2030 or even further than that. I think it's earlier because I saw 2025 for uh, something. Okay. Like well, I know Excel World is in the same universe and it's way beyond that. Yeah, but Excel World is a whole different uh, case of yeah. things. But um, the point is, this is a bit in the future. So some of the technology we're talking about here has not yet come into a conception. It's still kind of coming in, I, I guess you can say. Um, so anyway, uh, it's set in a couple of years from now, and you have a group of people who have just uh, heard about the upcoming MMO called uh, Sword Art Online. And everyone's getting excited because this is the first time that an MMO has a virtual reality component to it. So basically, you're fully immersive in the in the uh, game. So you put on a headgear, you lay it on your bed, or sit down in a chair. I guess that can work. I, have, <laughs> I didn't actually see anyone sitting down in a chair. You you get relaxed. Basically. Yeah. It's like falling asleep and having a dream, and I think that's really cool how yeah. they incorporated that. So this machine basically cuts off your um your brain from your actual physical body and redirects all the neural signals from your brain to the, what they call nerve gear, which is basically a virtual reality device. Think Oculus Rift on steroids. Yeah. Like I was saying <laughs> earlier, this technology is coming into play now. We're seeing it a lot more like with Oculus Rift and other projects in that vein. Even uh, body sensing technologies like BitFit that sense your heart rate and your other... Uh symptoms so yeah maybe someday we'll have our very own nerve gears yeah well <laughs> let's hope we have the nerve gear without the fatal flaw um <laughs> that i'm about to get to so the, the the series opens with a character named kirito who has logged into the uh, world of sword art online on opening day uh kirito is one of the i want to say it was a thousand people or that had a open beta invitation before the uh, launch date. So he kind of knew what he was getting himself into, game-wise, mechanics and all that. So he comes in, trains like a dude named Klein, and while they're training and teaching him the ropes, uh, they both get teleported 
to the town square of the primary city. And big hooded figure dude appears as like a huge projection, like a holograph. It's kind of creepy, actually. And he basically tells them, hey, there is no logout button for this game. Which, if you've been following along so far, your body is set off from, like, the brain. So the brain can't tell the body to take the headgear off and throw it away or something. So you're basically screwed. Trapped in this world with no way out. And if you try and, uh, well... There's no way to remove it, yes, and if someone kills you within the game, then you're dead in real life, because was it a shock to the brain, or a needle goes through the back of the neck or something? It was actually a microwave blast, believe it or not. <laughs> oh yeah, so pretty much shock to the brain. Yeah, it has like an EMP in there, which is basically microwaves, apparently. Um, Crazy. Yeah, basically your brain melts. If you try, if somebody in the outside world tries to take it off. So and in any case, Kirito, <laughs> you can do, you got this. Kirito has to live in this, survive in this world, and he meets many people named Asuna and ma- many girls. He's he's quite the demonair uh, Fred Astaire. <laughs> he hey, meets very fine. <laughs> he and a uh, bald dude. Friend. I think his name was Adzel or something. Bald dude. Wow, we're doing so well recalling the first season. No, his name was his name was Adzel. I'd start calling him bald black dude because it's just he's the only black dude in the anime that's that I remember. <laughs> so, so he goes on a lot of adventures trying to scale this tower. That if you reach the hundredth level, apparently all everyone will be set free. So they're trying to scale this tower, and it gets harder and harder. The stakes are higher and higher. Did we mention a big caveat with the, uh, if you, your HP goes lower, what happens yet? Um. I got that. Okay. So that's all fine and dandy. I mean, you can, you know, normally if, if you're told this in the game, you're like, well, there goes my uh, weekend. And you start trucking through, and you, go, you try, like, fighting your way to the top. However, there's an added caveat here where when your HP health points hit zero, the nerve gear back home will use that little fried EMP thing we talked about and fry your brains anyway. So when you die in-game, you die IRL. That would suck. (laughs) Let's let's sink in for a minute. The guy who did this was, first of all, the most sadistic and evil human being to ever walk the world in that universe. But he's also freaking brilliant. He was trying to create his own world that he can play God in because the other world rejected him. Yeah, that's what happens when you, uh, no, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) But but so (laughs) he and Asuna begin to have a relationship and they, they get married in the game and they have a child, which is a fairy kind of, and by, have, and by have a child, what we mean is they find a game sprite who is basically a naive little fairy who uh, looks at Kirito and Asuna as her parents and calls them Mama and Papa. Yes. And so, so, so no hanky-panky going on. Well, we don't know that, actually. <laughs> well, um, we don't know, but there's no, you know, product of hanky-panky. Right. <laughs> I mean, I actually have suspicion they did, but... I don't know if that was actually brought up in the uh, light, in the anime or in the light novel. I think in the light novel it was actually 
kind of told. Well, the light novel has a oh, lot of by crazy the way, different backward stuff. By the way, for our viewers, uh, Third Art Online is based off of a night lo- a novel. There are currently, I think, 11 or 12 novels in the series. I've only read through the first two, uh, one and a half. I'm working on a second one right now, actually. Okay. So. I haven't read any of them, but I have come to the understanding that the anime is now canon. The light novels are a separate uh, entity with yeah. more depth, if you want to go there. And and some other kind of fan servicey stuff that wouldn't be expected in uh, mainstream anime outside of Echi. So. Right. So, so anyway, um, third, of course, of the first 14 episodes or so, I'm going to kind of skip around here, because the, the goal of this episode, pod, the vlogcast, uh, is not to talk about season one, but to kind of set up your understanding for episode one of season two. So, in the first 14 episodes, they get through the first 75 floors of this castle called Aincrad. Aincrad? I, I, I don't know... Aincrad, let's. Aincrad sounds. Better. I'm gonna go with Aincrad because that sounds the most natural to me. <laughs> if I'm wrong, please comment below and let us know, and we'll correct it for next time we talk about Aincrad. Um, Aincrad. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so. Uh, Kirito and Asuna, um, go through a lot of different things, and they end up on the 75th floor, and they find out. That the guy who is kind who kind of put them in this position, the jackass who kind of screwed them, is actually taking a residence in the game as the leader of the most powerful guild in the game. Um, I'm blanking on his name actually. What's his name again? Uh, the the guy who creates the game. Clifford, Cliffy, Heathcliff. That's the name of his avatar. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, hang on. I'm doing a quick Google foo. I'm looking at my reviews. Hang on. <laughs> I said have it somewhere in here. Uh, I guess some. Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, Kayaba Ak- Akihiko. Yes. Um, that's not entirely important. I don't know why we went through all that trouble to find the name. But, but there you go. Just, um, just for your benefit. <laughs> yeah. So. It ends up, I'm not going to give too many spoilers here, because actually it's kind of an intense part of the season. But through some pretty crazy stuff, Kirito and Asuna defeat uh, Kayaba, free um, the world of Ironcred back to the real world. And by this point, it's been two to three years since the start of the game. So a lot of these people have been brought to like hospitals around uh, where they were. And Kirito gets back... Um, Gets reacclimated, goes to find Asuna directly because, well, they're lovebirds now and they kind of can't be apart because, oh god, they're, you know, in love and all. Whatever. <laughs> they're pretty much married. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're basically married. Well, Kirito gets there and figures out, well, finds out that Asuna actually has not woken up yet, which is really weird given everyone else has woken up. Turns out, um, about three hundred, I don't know how many people actually got trapped, but a lot of people that were being uh, ejected from uh, Sword Art Online got uh, picked up by another game called the uh, Alfheim Online, which is basically a world of fairies. And 
Asuna gets trapped there by the guy who runs the game. Uh, again, not an important name, so I'm not going to bother looking it up. He's, he's crazy and weird and a pedophile. And... Yeah. So, Kirito uh, discovers from a photo on a forum somewhere that Asuna has been spotted in the world of Elfheim Online. So he enters the game, finds uh, his little daughter, Yui, and indirectly finds his younger sister slash cousin. Um, that, that's a hot, that's a hot mess. <laughs> that's a hot mess, but I'm going to give you a uh, quick skinny of it all. Basically, um, she's, a, she's an important character later on in, in the, in the arc, second arc. Um, Saguha is her name, and... Leifa. Leifa. Well, her character name is Leifa, but her actual name is Saguha. Yeah, but we'll just call her Leifa, because she's appear... She appears more as Leifa. So, anyway, Leifa in, uh, meets Kirito as soon as he lands, basically, and starts helping him get to, uh, where Austin has been held captive. But they don't know who each other... Tree. They don't know who each other are in real life, either. Which is kind of weird, but... It makes sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because Kirito tries not to mention that he's back in the game so soon after being brought back from uh, Aincrad. And the sister didn't want to tell him, hey, I'm playing this new game, because that's kind of bad for somebody that's coming out of something so traumatic. So I, I understand the reason for that. It's cool. But, um, yeah. They end up, she ends up falling for him. Again, because she fell for him in the actual real life. But when she met Kirito in the game, she realized, well, I can't have my cousin, so I'll have this cool dude in the game. But she kind of figures out that they're related, and that, they're, that they already know each other. And that he's madly in love with Asuna, and he's only in the game for Asuna, and has no chance in hell against Asuna. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... A little drama there. Not going to go into too much of that. Let's say it was a creepy, creepy bit of that uh, anime. Like, I just... I had to go take a really hot sour after I was done just to <laughs> get all the ick out of my system on that part. Yeah, the the brother-sister love... Well, even though they're, they're cousins, which is... I think it's... Cousins are illegal in Japan, but... I think cousins are legal in most rest of the uh, world, except for, like, America and some of Europe, actually. But yeah, cousins are legal in Japan, but they're raised as brother and sister, and that's what makes it kind of heebie-jeebie. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyway, um, Kirito and his band of elf friends, who he's picked up during, well, no, not elf, fairy friends, sorry. Uh, they go through and storm the world tree. Kirito gets to the top, uh, finds the Zerk that kind of kidnapped his love of his life and all the others that he kidnapped, and. They have a pretty intense duel, which I kind of actually didn't like this part. Not so much because of the insane graphic scenes over here with the... I'm not going to get into that. Let's just say there's some graphic There's some real-life scuffles. Yeah. Involving knives. Yeah. Um, but what really bugged me was their rationale for how Kirito won the end. Because that rationale just didn't make any sense to me. Um, actually, do you want to go into what happened? Or do you want to like just leave that? Well, I think... Or... I think... I think if people are listening to us talk about... Or start to talk about Season 2, they know a lot about Season 1 already. 
But for the viewers' benefits that are trying to jump into this and try and, you know, listen to some good old-fashioned anime fun, um, well, I th- doesn't Kirito hack into the main system and cheat? Well, okay, that's where, where it gets kind of weird. Remember the guy, Kay- uh, Kayaba, the guy who made the first SAO game? Yes. Yeah, he comes. He kind of appears to him in, like, a vision and hands him the ability to become an admin... No, not admin. Uh, game master, ZM, of uh, ALO, which is Alfheim Online. And uh, Kirito uses that power to uh, kind of seat his way into defeating the uh, his opponent, who is also a, a ZM. But uh, Kirito is a bit faster and kind of uses that to his advantage and wins the day. To me, that's a bit of that's a load of crap because um, it's never quite explained how he uh, how he actually got it because I don't think the vision was real. I think that was just a dream. Um, but that's Ooh. just my thoughts on it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't I can't see how because we've already established when you die in Einkrad, you die. No exception, as far as I know, unless. He was a bigger jerk than we thought, and he kind of put it in there so that he can't die. But at the end of the at the end of that arc, they did say he died. So I don't know. It was most likely a vision that uh, spurred Kirito, I guess. To well, didn't he? Ha- he was having Yui help him, and Yui was able to get into certain parts of the mainframe. Yeah, that's true. So maybe Yui helped him. <laughs> Who knows? But in any case, this part was just... It was riddled with questions. The graphic um, sexual content of Asuna's... Capture. Capture was a... I, I just didn't like it. It was, it was a very... It wasn't a very great arc compared to the first arc that we had experienced in season one, and honestly, it was it Sword Art Online kind of ended very weirdly at the end of season one because of this arc, and yeah. I think it was mostly because the tone they they couldn't quite get the tone that they wanted from the first arc into the second arc, and you know, real life we haven't experienced real life yet in the Sword Art Online series up until that point, so. It was interesting to say the least. Yeah, it, it was definitely. Um, I walked away from season one kind of with a bad taste in my mouth because of the f- uh, finale, but also I, I kind of just didn't like the way they treated Asuna the second arc. I know, definitely, because Asuna was such a strong, multifaceted character, and then they took that away and made her the trademark damsel in distress type uh character and i don't think that was a very good idea on their part to do that because for me as a female i looked up to asana as a character because she was very uh sweet she was very vulnerable but at the same time she had a lot of strength she knew her way around the battlefield and she was kirito's equal yeah and for me i just enjoyed the character of Asuna for being a sword uh, for being a badass with a sword definitely that, that, that is my thing I, I don't know but um on the other hand it is I can see the um uh, 
the other side, like the defense that could be given for this, where Asuna didn't have the control to fight or resist uh, capture, being captured in uh, Alfheim. That just was out of her control. Um, so her being a victim temporarily, I can buy that. Yeah. But I feel like when we get to Sword Art Online, the extra edition, which is a movie that takes place a few months after the season one, which we're going to go over real fast because there's nothing of real importance here, really speaking. Um, it's not really a bridge between the f- two seasons at all. It's mostly just kind of a filler to hold this over. Well, you know, a new it's a new story, but... Well, it actually is kind of a bridge. And I use that word very loosely here, kind well, of. Well, because they introduced... Well, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm about to get to that right now, actually. So, um, basically... Extra Edison takes place a few months later, and the guy who was tasked with investigating the events of Sword Art and Alfheim contacts Kirito and meets him at a school to discuss, once again, the entire story so he could see if he missed anything. Um, at the same time, um, Asuna and the other two girls who were in uh, Ironcrowd with Kirito are all getting together to help Leifa learn how to swim so that, seek, that so that everyone that Kirito to ever knew, like Adzal, Klein, Leifa, Asuna, uh, Basilica, and Lisbeth. I think that's all their names, right? Did I miss anyone? Yes. Uh, I don't think you really missed anyone. So th- that they can all get together and go on a quest in Alfheim, which is now their home MM- uh, v- uh, virtual reality multiplayer game. Um, because at the end of the season one, they kind of put the Ironcrad castle floating above the, uh, El- the fairy world so they can go visit it within that world. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. But anyway, so they're kind of training because Yui, their daughter, if you remember from earlier, the fairy little girl thing, which by the way, when I say little, I mean like a f- epic, epic C. She fits in Kirito's pocket. Yeah. Um... Just a random fact. She wants to see a whale. Why she wants to see a whale? Beyond me. I mean, she's never seen one, so I guess that's kind of a big deal to go see a whale, but whatever. It's it's basically an excuse to get all the girls into the swimsuit outfits and go swimming and, like, you know, just have fan service. And at the same time, while they're doing the swimming lessons... Kirito's recapping, so most of this movie is a recap of season one, told from Kirito's point of view, and then to fill in the gaps, the girls are also at the swimming lessons talking about, you know, all their experiences in the world, to kind of bring it all together. And the reason I can I consider this kind of significant is we see the guy, we see the investigator um, a bit more than we did in season one. I don't think we really saw him aside from maybe one or two appearances in season one, if even. I don't really remember if he was even there. I questioned that quite a bit, actually. There were some real-life moments in season one where they were talking about the... where they were showing news reports about them being trapped and them trying to investigate it. But did they actually have that character that we're talking about now? No, they introduced him in the movie. Okay. So the point of this movie is basically to introduce the character. 
if you really want to go and look at it that way. That, and that's the biggest reason I'm talking about it this a little bit. It's because season two opens with him. Now, they they see the whale in the end. I mean, it's a, it's a good recap movie. If you don't want to spend the time and watch all season one, it's a good way to recap what happens. It's on Crunchyroll, so... It's on, yeah, all this is on Crunchyroll, by the way. If you have a subscription, go go check it out, watch it. It's The first season's also on uh, Netflix, and I think you have the option to toggle between Japanese and English, so... Oh, did not know that. But then I don't watch anime on Netflix very often. I don't really either, but... We should do a video on that later. Anyway, um... So, now that we've kind of caught y'all up on our impressions and kind of the story of start art let's jump into episode one and um once you complete episode one we'll end the thing and next week we'll release another video with us talking about episode two and so on and so forth okay we may so... actually uh speed up and release a bunch of these at the same time given currently currency roll has episode six out and we're only just doing episode one right now. Just so just to catch up and get everyone up to speed, we may kind of speed it up a bit. Okay, so I think to start off, we should probably, since season two is a little underway, but not quite, you know, at you know finished, we should say what we hope to see in season two and what we hope doesn't happen with certain characters. <laughs> That happened to other characters in the first season. So, um, well... I'll let you start this off. Okay, so I hope that there is a lot more, um... I hope that there's a lot more consistency and tone and, uh... The character relationships, and I hope that the characters grow and become better than what they were at the beginning of the season. Especially the new character, Asino. I really hope that she becomes more than what she is right now and overcomes what she wants to overcome. So that's what I hope happens in season two. Maybe we'll get it, but to you. Okay. So for me, like I said before, um, season one left a really weird taste in my mouth. Arc one is perfect. I loved arc one to death. Um, If it was just arc one alone, my review that I posted to the website would be a 10 out of 10. No question in my mind on that. However, because of the shortcomings and weirdness of uh, Arc 2 with Alfheim, my uh, ratings had gone down quite a bit considerably. So for me, Sword Art Online Season 2 Gungale Online, this is their chance to redeem the uh, franchise to me. I'm reading the books on the side like the light novels, but I consider reading the light novels separate from the anime. Because I'm told, and I haven't gotten to this part in, into the uh, gotten into this part in the books yet, but I'm told a lot of the events that happen in the books do not translate into the anime, and they kind of change a lot of the events. So for that reason, season two for me is a redemption or an Definitely. attempt to redeem uh, what happened in season one. Definitely. Now, with that said. Um, when I first started seeing the photos, I didn't really know much about Gungale. I knew it was a, another MMO, obviously, where the main weapon's a gun that you can get from the title of the game. But aside from that, I didn't know too much about it. So I was kind of curious to see how that will play out. 
And when the photos started coming out, like the pre uh, the promo poster, and I saw a really female looking Kirito. Like, dear God, he is so female looking. It hurts. I thought Kirito was going to be playing a girl. In fact, that's what I thought I heard, was that he was going to be playing a girl character. But no, <laughs> very I female looking male. Haven't seen episode six. I kind of still think he is. But whatever. That, we'll get to that when we get there. Um, so for me, I was kind of a... I was confused, to say the least. And I had, like, lowered... I had kind of had lowered hopes. But at the same time... I saw this animation style for this girl standing there with Kirito, who come to find out it's Sinon. I um, hope I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, I, I think so. Or Shinon, or if you want to be sound Japanese, but well, it's I don't. Know, I have no pronunciation skills. <laughs> it's anyway, so for me, it was kind of a. It's a redemption, and I was curious to see how Sinon played out. However, I still want to see a lot of the old guard, the older guard, like. Klein and Adzil and Celica and all those people that were in season one come back and at least have a supporting role, if not a main role. And that's because I really, really enjoyed the supporting cast, despite some of them not being around for more than like maybe two, three episodes at the most. Um, I really feel like they were good characters, and I think they could do a lot more with what they were what we were given. But yeah, Redemption. Uh, let's kind of jump into episode one. All right. All right. So episode one kind of picks up a few months, um, I think a year after everything that happens in uh, Alfheim. And uh, the at the end of Alfheim, Kirito receives from uh, Kayaba who's the maker of Sword Art. I'm going to stop saying that now, because by this point, <laughs> Kayaba is the guy who made Sword Art. Um, he gave him something called a World Seed. And the World Seed is basically a construct that game developers could use to make their own deviations of Sword Art Online. And from that World Seed, countless new virtual artists kind of came out of, uh, popped up. Including the uh, game that's going to be the primary focus of this a season two called Gun Gale Online, which is a bit of a weirder, it's maybe not weird, but different from all the other ones that are popping up because this is the only currently uh, pro player game out there where Cassie win in game and tournaments and like this experience, you can actually turn around and make that into actual money to use in the real world. So, the people that are drawn to this game are like all the pro players, like the ones that are like a hot shot. Maybe, and let's say, if you're a good player in Alpha, you may consider going to Gun Guild just to kind of uh, make some money. And yep. um, also, we have, you know, instead of having the swords and seals that we saw in uh, Ironcrad and uh, Alfheim, now we're going to see a lot more guns and machine guns, rocket launchers, and lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> because what would Kirito be without some kind of sword of some kind that is my only way to ex explain that anyway so the anime opens in the world of Gungale which is a really gritty looking world and there's a character in there named Def Gun who has a weapon called Def Gun who uses his gun 
like he's looking at this big screen that's not uh, hanging from the just hanging up into the, uh, from a skyscraper, I guess you can say. And if they're in a tavern and they were watching the this commentary on uh, different playing styles and what they think is the best playing style to make the most money. Oh right, okay. So Def Gun's kind of watching this uh, thing and he mutters something about killing the character, points his gun at the uh, screen, fires, and the character, like Big Hot Shot, I was talking about, like I don't know, I think it was agility or something. Uh, fires it at him on the screen, hits him right in the middle of the forehead. Um, wherever the broadcast is happening in game, the character just vanished. And come to find out through just episode one, the character ends up dead. And this happens a couple more times in the game where weird looking dude in a cloak comes up, pronounces somebody's about to die, and then kills him. Sound familiar yet? <laughs> yes, so people are dying in-game, just like in Aincrad. So, the investigator from the extra episode movie, he uh, contacts Kirito and tells him, Hey, look, uh, we've got problems. Can you come investigate in the game and figure out who the hell Def Gun is and how he's killing? Because... I'm trying to prove to my boss that he's not actually killing them via the game. Because that would just be kind of weird. And Kirito, after a lot of hesitation, decides, okay, let's do this. Um, let's see. On the side, it's been a year since we last saw Kirito. Kirito and Asuna are still madly in love, which is kind of sickening, but whatever. Um, <laughs> they don't show that much affection towards each other. Well... It's still, I don't know, they're still they're still in love, and it's it, it shows that you know they're not like the honeymoon phase. They've kind of moved into like just being married. Um, they're not like really outgoing with it, which I can tell just by watching that. Anyway, um, Asuna has kind of given up her badass side of herself, much to my disdain. She's pretty much housewife now. And she basically, yeah, she's basically a housewife, and. For Kirito, basically the support character to him. Yeah, and she tells him in the first episode at some point, they went, they go to a park, and Kirito and her just hanging out, doing whatever, before he gets the call to go, get, go see an investigator. And uh, she tells him, I can see a life with you for the rest of my life, where I am married to you, I have your kids, and I take care of you. And that just is a complete 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 180 degree turn from what she was last season prior to Alfheim. I blame Alfheim for everything wrong with this anime right now. <laughs> blame Alfheim. Blame Alfheim. I will. Alfheim is the reason for a lot of these problems. <laughs> <laughs> she would be telling Kirito in his dreams. Yeah. Um she pretty much said so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I they t- at the end of this episode, we get a glimpse at Sinon, right? Or is that an, an episode? Do we get her? You get a glimpse of her. I don't think you really see her in season one. She gets I mean, introduced. In, in I mean, not season one. one, episode one. She gets introduced in episode two, I believe. It's more focused on Kirito, um, 
transitioning from Alfheim to uh, Gungale and telling Asuna about it and, and the introduction of Death Gun. Yeah. So, so um... it, it's an introductory episode. Not much. I mean, stuff happens, but it's not anything, you know, amazing like in the some of the battle sequences in season one. So. Yeah. It's basically just talking. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's fine. I mean, we already know the characters. We kind of know what to expect. So it's not like we have to really get to know Kirito all over again. We already know Kirito. We already know Asuna for the most part. And we know we know the world we're, we're looking at. It's not like we have to get a lot of detail out of it. So they can afford to kind of give us a lot more of information on the new world that we're entering. Definitely. Um... But yeah, that's pretty much it for episode one. Um, well, since we're here, why don't we just talk about episode two and kind of shed some more depth, or... Um, we could. Uh, not much happened in episode one. Okay, you want to lead that off? Okay, so in episode two, we get introduced to a brand new character, Sino. She's pretty... Rockin' Sniper. She has a rockin' body. She has teal hair. She's pretty awesome. She's a total badass. Our strong female character of this season, basically. Asuna (laughs) 2.0. Asuna 2.5, basically. Like, she's everything that we liked about Asuna. Probably except with blue hair. Except for with blue hair. And she is basically... A high-profile character in Gungale Online, and it kind of introduces her, kind of thinking, her uh, her tactics, her um, the way that she moves. You know, basically, it shows how powerful she is, the prowess that she has in Gungale Online, and the kind of person she is in the game. And I really enjoyed her battle sequence against the guy with the minigun. That that's probably on my top 10 list of best battle sequences in anime right now, the way she handled her sniper in mid, that sniper rifle in midair, the it starts with a G or no, it starts with an H the, the heck She, I would never have expected that from a sniper at all. Like when I, when I saw Yoko and Gurren Lagann, like, you know, jumping around and setting herself up and laying down on the ground and using her sniper rival, I thought that was it. But the way that she pretty much turned around, jumped from a building, lost a leg, was pretty much half paralyzed, and she shot this guy right in the head, point blank. It was amazing. That girl is a boss. So, yes. (laughs) Um, I I give Sinon an A plus. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sinon is totally amazing. I love her. Um, I was really impressed with her character in this episode. Just her, she's really quiet. Her in demeanor, she wants to get the job done, and she gets it done. She's got. She she seems like she had a lot to prove in this episode as the sniper. Because, obviously, whenever you have, like, all these heavy gun guys toting their guns around, um, you know, they're pretty badass looking. They're kind of, they're they're out to tell people, hey, we're awesome, we're gonna kick some ass and take names and do a thing, you it know? It takes quite a lot of skill to lay in wait and 
patiently wait for the right moment to pull the trigger. And you, yeah. you have to breathe, too. You have to be completely calm. Speaking as somebody who plays first-person shooters on occasion, um, like Halo, Left 4 Dead, all that good stuff, it's really easy to get good as a machine gun uh, fighter or as a you know, rocket propel system, whatever, but to be a sniper in a video game is the hardest thing to, for me anyway. I don't know how to start y'all out there, but sniping is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> she does so, it really well. So not only does she do it well, but she does it with style. So... Hot babe. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I she take her no, my wife. No, she has nothing on Yoko as far as my waifu goes, but it's a good second. <laughs> She and Yoko, oh man, that would be an interesting battle. Very, yeah. very quiet, tense battle. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. The second so, episode is basically Sinon and her crew um, hi- um, hijacking this trade route of people bringing this treasure to wherever they're going. And they ambush them fight him, realize that they have this heavy gun dude with the uh, mini machine gun. gun. Yeah, mini gun. And they have to scramble to kind of accommodate for that guy, and pretty much her entire crew gets knocked out by the heavy by the mini gun dude. And Sinon's like, uh-uh, that ain't gonna happen to me. And see, like a boss, kills him. And so... yeah, I'm just happy for one thing. Um, killing in the future games like Alfheim and Gungill doesn't mean real death. Because even now, I still kind of cringe when I see a character in, in this anime die just because of the El- Ironcrad saga. PTSD. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I probably have it. <laughs> but it's... I love how tense they make it. And the animation on a... On Sinon as she moves is just absolutely amazing. It's yeah. it's perfect. All the details, everything is awesome. And I know a lot of you gamers out there have been drawing comparisons between Gungale and a new shooter coming out by Bungie called Destiny. I know my husband has talked about it many times. Oh, Gungale Online, the the designs for the menus and such in the anime look just like Destiny's, and I've seen a lot of people mention it too, so I think it's pretty cool that anime and video video games can draw inspiration from each other now. Yeah. I don't know how true that is that Sword Art Season 2 and Destiny actually inspired each other, but they're definitely from what I've seen. They're very similar. And yeah. especially the MMO aspect of Destiny. Not really MMO, but the more it's more of a a community than a, say Call of Duty or Halo and you have a specific character and item drops and such, but it's FPS. Yes. Yeah. Considering Destiny and Gun Gale Online are sim- very similar in themes and, you know, item drops and such. I they may know each other, they may not, but it's still really cool that there are similarities between the two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to kind of wrap this up, because, um, yeah. Um, episode two ends with um, Sinon defeating Minigun Dude. 
And Kirito is in Alfheim with Asuna and the rest of the people. And Kirito is about to tell Asuna what's about to happen with Gungale. And the episode ends on this kind of cliffhanger where you don't know how Asuna's going to take it or if she even care. Like, if she'll even, like, react uh, at all. But, um... It was... Yeah, so we... We get introduced to Kirito, uh, well, not introduced to Kirito, but watching him say goodbye to Alfheim, basically, and yeah. you get introduced to a badass female character who's pretty rockin', and her video game side, so next episode we will be talking about Sinon's real-life side, and, yeah. and everything else that pertains to... Well, we're, we're basically going to go more into Sino next episode, like her real life. We're going to talk about Kirito's entry to Gungale and kind of what's been going on there. Um, since it's our first thing like this that we've ever done with Anime Secrets, if you have listened this far, first of all, thank you. <laughs> um, I've, I've done uh, these kind of things before, like vlogs, but my uh, with some friends at another YouTube channel. But um, I've never done one over here, so thanks and... for you know listening in. And if you have any comments or if you want to ask us to kind of go over anything next episode we do, by all means, comment below on the YouTube channel or on the website. And um, remember, if you like what we do, subscribe to us, like, comment, um, tell your friends about us. And... and we promise it won't be as long-winded next time. It's just that there's a lot of background info to get through, too. Yeah. We will probably only do one episode per uh, episode from now on. That's kind of meta, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try We'll try and keep you guys up to speed one episode at a time. Yeah. We kind of just gave you a little whammy, but, eh, you know, comment below. Let us know if you think we should be more brief or we should be more detailed or whatever. Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we are Animated Classified, and we are signing out. Good night, people. Peace.